0: com. we're going to cry laugh and love and we're going to do it together the life with Libang podcast hello good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are in the world whatever time it is Hello to you and how are you? I hope you're good. I hope you're well. I hope you're feeling inspired. And I hope you know that you're in the right place right now because this is obviously Life with Libang, courtesy of Cliff Central. So we do this every week where we sit and unpack and talk and just share our experiences. And it's version 3 or other Part three of my birthing stories. I really do en- enjoy sharing my birthing stories with you because I I get to relive <laughs> the moments as well. So it's not just you know me sitting and telling a story. It's me reliving it and remembering how I felt in that moment when I was there. And so. Two weeks ago, I started and told you about my first birthing experience with my son. Last week, I told you about my second birthing experience with my first daughter. And now I'm going to share with you my last birthing experience, which was actually not that long ago. It was literally like a couple of months ago. It was at the beginning of 2021. And man, what can I say? I guess at this stage, I had told myself, been there. Done that, got the t shirt. I got this. What, what new thing could I possibly experience now? Having had a Caesar, having given birth naturally, what could possibly happen now? Oh boy, was I wrong. <laughs> um, I guess I, I realized then that it is always going to be a different journey. It is always going to be an isolated experience. There is no one pregnancy that'll ever be the same as the next. There is no one birth experience that'll be the same as the next and so here i am 30 years of age pregnant with with a child whom i didn't even want to know the gender i was like ah i don't know let's just go with the flow let's see what happens and i really only found out that i was pregnant at six months Weird, right? But it's true. I, I was carrying so small and I'd given birth, you know, just like a few, a year and a bit before that, that I was like, there's no way I can be pregnant again. And then I just started feeling like my stomach is getting hard. And then my partner said, you know what, just go to the doctor. Because I wasn't vomiting, I wasn't having any morning sickness. Life was just going on until I started feeling this hardening. And this was in the middle of the first lockdown. I get to the doctor and he's like, yeah, you're definitely six months pregnant. I'm like, there's no way. (laughs) I've literally been living my life. He's like, you're you're 24 weeks, LeBang. And it was at that point, I was like, Damn. Sure, so I've got three months left of this pregnancy Let me make the most of it And that's what I did After that I was like, I'm not doing anything I'm going to sit here Food is going to be injected into my veins I'm not moving a muscle I just I enjoyed it I just enjoyed relaxing, having fun, just chilling As I'm saying, like, I didn't feel as though I was ill in any way And truly I wasn't That's how smart my body was at this point My body's just so used to being pregnant <laughs> That it was like, ah, we got this so let's fast forward to maybe about two weeks before the birth um, I'm hell-bent on a water birth As I said, I've already done the the Caesar I hated it I've already done the natural birth I loved the fact that I could give birth naturally Now I want something different I want to experience something You know, something like from the movies I'm like, I, water birth, that's it I'm doing my research I'm googling, I'm calling, I'm waterting And everybody that I get into contact with Just kind of tells me that I can't have a water birth I'm like, why? I can buy a blow-up swimming pool at a uh, builder's warehouse and just pour some warm water. Come on. It's not that simple. You know, um, I need to have a midwife present. And that midwife needs to obviously have been checking me throughout the pregnancy, etc., etc., etc. So now I'm late. But the real deal breaker was that I had a Caesar seven years ago. So what am I? I'm high risk. If I'm high risk, I need to be in a hospital Because anything can go wrong So I'm practically at a point where I'm begging All the midwives that I'm speaking to Please, I promise you nothing will go wrong I know my body Of which obviously they don't want to take the risk They're like, dude, nah We also know how unpredictable these things can be So it's in our best interest to not take you on, sorry Which kind of sucked You know, because I really, really wanted to have a water birth I... After the research that I did, I saw the benefits of it And the idea for me of having my partner there with me while I'm giving birth And having my other kids there with me I was like, this is going to be like group work You know, one person holding me here, the other one holding I was quite keen for all of us to be to be a part of this experience And also just to be in the comfort of my home Unfortunately, I was not allowed to do that And so, it kind of left me in a place of not really being sure where I'm going to give birth and how Because I'm not. it's not being done in the way that I want it to be done So now I'm in the process of, okay, cool, let's find a hospital Okay, cool, once we find a hospital, let's book a bed And we found a bed, an Olivedale clinic, which is very close to where I stay Thank goodness, because obviously you want to be close to where you stay And when I book, the doctor says, cool, but just know that we're definitely doing a Caesar." And I said but why And he was like well we don't do natural births I was like what He's like yo we just don't do them And I said but why I should have the option Isn't that my right No he just straight up told me That at this hospital We do not do natural births I was like okay this sucks even more You know what peace I'm out And I left and I never went back there So really, to be honest, I was in limbo for a while about where I'm going to do this, how I'm going to do this Until such a time where I made a decision that, okay, cool, I'm just going to go to the Birthing Center Which I spoke about a little bit in my previous podcast, which is obviously a, a... you know access to private medical care Even if you're not a medical aid, It's one of the few places that do this In in Joburg And so I settled, settled on them I was like you know what let me just go there I'm happy with Park Lane Everything will be cool I think at about 37 weeks Then I was like, I could feel that No man, I'm in labor, is this like pre-labor? No, it can't be, I've still got three weeks Of pregnancy, this is probably just one Of those fake labors, which is what I Called it, I'm like, it's nothing I said to my partner, you know, I'm feeling a little bit Of um, contractions But it's three weeks early So it's nothing, it must just be Braxton Hicks Braxton Hicks is also um, a term For, you know, false labor So that's what I pin it down to that This is what it must be Oh lord Um, About 8 hours later It's now maybe 10am On a In the middle of the week On a random I think it was a, a Thursday morning And I'm sitting on my bed Huffing and puffing And I could feel That this child Is not gonna wait anymore This child is coming out And if I don't do anything about it Fast I'm giving birth on my bed and what are the odds because this was the day that my partner was in like a full day meeting like you know these long work workshops that happen so i couldn't even get access to him i'm alone and i'm like damn so i call my brother i'm like yo bro this is what's happening because he worked up the road i'm like come through my brother came through and now we're driving i'm in the back seat huffing and puffing and i'm like to them i feel like i need to pull and please mind you, my, my brother is like 24, my cousin is like 26 They they don't know anything about the birthing experience They're just sitting there freaking out Because here I am in the back seat of his brand new BMW Leaking <laughs> everywhere, he is sure that I'm about to give birth here Oh shame, I've never seen my brother so distraught, he was quite horrified Needless to say, eventually we got to a hospital and upon arrival They said no, they cannot help me because... I have not booked a bed. And we were asked, well, where's the nearest place that we can take her where they will help her? And we got to a hospital called Rima Musa. And if you Google Rima Musa, you will find information about that hospital. That's pretty scary. But obviously, I didn't know that at the time. I was just like, yo, can I get this child out of me or what? Cool. I get to Rima Musa. I'm put on a wheelchair. I'm signing. I'm signing. I get there, and there's a line of ladies. This is probably like 1pm now, there's like a line of ladies Who are all kind of pregnant and ready To also give birth, but they're quite relaxed They look pretty good, I was like Damn, y'all are just chilling, I'm the only one Huffing and puffing, not even able To walk, it was that bad I couldn't walk, so the nurse comes to me She goes, how far do you think you are? I'm like, jeez I don't know, what I do know is that I'm about To pop, she's like, okay cool, stand up I'm like, I can't She says, Ausi If you do not stand up Then what must happen? And I was like, damn, I need to find a way to stand up or else I'm on my own. I literally like forced myself. I couldn't feel my legs. I just forced myself with my hands to get up on the bed. I got up on the bed. She checked me. She's like, well, you're eight centimeters. You're about to pop. I'm like, good. Let's get this done. Literally within about... An hour I'd given birth. I pushed three times. Naturally, my daughter arrived at around three o'clock in the afternoon. It was good times. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, I can go home. It's done. Oh no. I think the beginning of the actual experience was after I'd given birth. My true experience in that hospital began post birth. And I'm quite sad to say, it wasn't that pleasant. It was quite eye-opening to what really, really happens and what the average South African woman who can't afford private care has to experience. And, you know, apparently we have rights. As a woman giving birth, even if if it's in a public hospital, we do have rights. I wish I had known these rights beforehand. But there's five things that you need to know to prepare you for your government hospital birth. Number one, you need to book your hospital bed. Now as I just shared I didn't do that And I doubt most of the women that I was with Did that Because there's just like no order You know you don't There's no list There's no You get there You give birth And you just hope that you'll be released And if you don't get released That's when it starts to get messy Because it's like I can almost say the nurses enjoy Seeing you suffer They enjoy seeing you in pain because they get a kick out of it. And I don't, you know, I, I want to say that it's because they, they're working in public positions or what it I don't know what it is, but there was not a single nurse, not a single nurse that day who showed me an ounce of kindness. Not one. And it wasn't just me. I was just one of the women that was giving birth that day. There were so many women giving birth that day. And for me, when I saw what actually really broke my heart was how the the foreign nationals were being treated. We were in a ward of maybe... There were about 20 of us with our newborn babies. Some moms are new. Some of them are very young. Some of them are, are scared. They're still crying. Some of them are still in pain because they've just given... A lot is going on. I'm just lucky that it was my third time. So I'm sitting there pretty confident, like breastfeeding my baby ready to go home you know but the other woman in there the pain that they were experiencing should have been met with i guess a bit of sensitivity but it just wasn't present if you weren't getting shouted at because you don't know how to speak zulu or or or, or Tswana, if you're only speaking english you're getting shouted at if you're not breastfeeding your child the right way, you're getting shouted at. If you don't have any clothes for your newborn, you're getting shouted at. All these mixed emotions that really nobody deserves to experience once they've just given birth. And it really, it pained me to see this happen. It was so, so sad To see people not know what to do I don't know One of the girls next to me was saying This is the first time I'm giving birth I'm Zimbabwean I don't even have a passport It's my first time giving birth I don't know how to breastfeed What must I do? She was asking me I was like "Uh, Maybe the nurses can help and I called a nurse, she was like, She's too scared to even call the nurse. I called a nurse on her behalf and said, Nurse, please can you come help this lady? When the nurse arrives there, oh I don't even wanna reiterate how that poor girl was treated. But she didn't get the help that she needed, is the point. She didn't learn anything. All she all that happened was her getting scolded. Why don't you know how to do this? Oh, it's your first child. Why are you in South Africa? You're not from here Speak Zulu, don't speak English to me I don't speak You know And I I couldn't do anything I just sat there and watched this ill treatment And I said to myself No man, there must be one, maybe one There has to be one nurse here Who's kind Just one out of the eight of them Rotating around the whole room And it saddens me to say Out of that 24 hours There wasn't even one all they did was just walk around, ridicule, if not ridicule, laugh at us, if not laugh at us, make us feel so small. It was so bad that the lady who would bring us food, um, she was pregnant. And I had a conversation with her and I'm like, hi, how are you? How are you doing? And she was like, I'm not okay. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, I just found out I'm pregnant. I'm like, congratulations. Well, you you work in a hospital. you You know what's up. You know, you should be prepared. She's like... I'd rather die than give birth in this hospital. I was like, you work here. That's not really encouraging. Because that's what I've just had to do. And that's what many, many other women are doing, not out of choice. And so, it was a very, very different experience. The condition... Of the hospital, the bathrooms that we needed to wash in. Oh, it literally felt like I don't even know what to compare it to. It was filthy. It was absolutely filthy. And you couldn't even say, hi, um, can some, like how, you can't even question the condition of this, of this hospital. Another right that you've got apparently is that if you've got a valid complaint, it's best to speak to the nurse manager. Now, as I, I don't know because as I just said, all of those nurses are literally like the same personality type. They're all angry. They all hate you. They probably hate themselves because they, there was no positive energy there. So I don't know. Apparently you also have a right to consultation. You should be given a choice about the services offered. Again you know what's written on paper And what happens in real life Is like Two different things Apparently you've got a right to service standards You insist that promises are kept How? Well, if you can't even ask them to to help you To show you how to breastfeed How are you going to even begin with the services? Access One and all should get their fair share I'm sorry but this all sounds like a load of horseshit. And this information is according to Batopele Right Which which is, they're obviously giving us more information About women and government Hospitals and the stuff that we're allowed To, or the bare minimum And I I say bare minimum in, in inverted commas Because from my experience The opposite of all of this Of all of this Is what I experienced And really mine was one of the The more better experiences just because I'm I'm confident in who I am. So I am able to ask questions and I am able to be like, no, but this is wrong. Other women can't even talk. I think the the worst part was now needing to leave. So number one, my partner wasn't even allowed in the hospital, which I understood COVID regulations or whatever the case is. But he needed to bring me like uh, the, 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 nursing bag. As I mentioned, I wasn't really prepared for her. She, my daughter came three weeks early. So at the time at which she arrived, it was all huff and puff. But my partner needed to bring me the, the nursing bag and they wouldn't let him even in at the gate. So he left it at the security. The security guard had to come in and ask them if they can bring it in. They didn't want to let him, let the, the security bring it in. It was just a mess, but eventually I got what I needed. Now I'm like how soon can I get out of here The only way that I could leave this hospital Is if I can Prove that You know I can do this mommy thing So if I'm breastfeeding correctly And if my child is You know eating fine And if the nappy is showing signs Of like you know that's Only if you can show them The nappy of your child They'll let you go What if you don't know what you're doing What if you really just, it's your first time and you're winging it? I'll be honest, I felt so, 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 so sad for some of the other girls there because that's exactly what it was. It was just, we were wings, wingings was happening left, right and center. Others were Googling how to do things because they weren't getting any assistance. Eventually, they let me go. But how they let me go wasn't even in in a way of, okay, cool, sharp, you can go. I practically had to force myself out of there. Other women had been there for two days already and they were being forced out even though they had nowhere to go. One lady said, I don't know. I don't have a place to go. The nurses said, well, that's not our business. We need this bed for the next person that's giving birth. So it's safe to say that there's still quite a bit of work that needs to get done. Regarding public health care and the nurses and the care that they may or may not have for their patients. And I I was so moved by my experience at Rima Musa that I said to myself, the next time I come here, I want to have a camera with me. I just want to document All of these things that I'm experiencing Because it's almost uncanny And unfortunately I don't don't have the time to really get into detail About some of The things that I saw Some of the things that some of the women Witnessed Experienced It's too gruesome It's so inhumane That I don't even want to go that far Maybe one day I will But today what I am going to do is say I really, 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 really think that some emphasis should be put on fixing what is broken. And our healthcare and our... Particularly in public hospital it's broken. That system is broken. And no woman needs to experience their first birthing experience in such a negative energy. Every single woman deserves at least help you should be able to say hi i don't know what i'm doing please help me thus you know the the midwife the purpose of a midwife is to provide care a nurse your purpose is to provide care so that was my third birthing experience luckily i was able to leave i was quite shook up because i it was the first time I had experienced anything like this. And mind you, I had given birth in a public hospital before with my first daughter. And it was nothing like what I experienced just a couple of months ago at Rima Musa. It was shocking. So, what I will do at some point it's possibly have a part two of this part three to really get into detail. And I think what will be nice is also to have a chat with some of the nurses, because I don't doubt that the nurses also aren't suffering themselves and experiencing their own, um, hardships. I feel like it does trickle from the top, the, you know, dare I say, the government, and how they view healthcare in this country trickles down to the people that own these hospitals and how they view healthcare and how they treat their facilities and how they maintain their facilities. The lack of leadership will trickle down all the way to the nurses, to the management managers, to the security guards. Every single staff member in that institution has the same negative energy about them, which is a big you know, red flag and a big indication of one of the problems in this country. And so my only hope is that we can fix it. My only hope is that we can do better. My only hope is that in about five years time, this won't be a norm anymore. My hope is that five years time. And then other years we can start to really create, you know, institutions, public institutions, of healthcare that are of the quality and are of the standard and all this information that we're given on the internet about having access to consultation, having access to openness and transparency, having access to courtesy. I cannot wait for all these things to translate into real actual life. So that's what I'm going to do. The next time we speak about, This experience of mine and birthing stories, I will make sure that we speak to somebody from the inside just so we can understand exactly how and when did it get this bad. And most importantly, let's focus on some of those solutions because it would be good to know what the plan is moving forward, because I promise you we need a plan. We need a plan. We need action. We need solutions we just need hope we need hope because the more and more young African I'm not going to say South African the young African women who give birth in public hospitals the more care we're going to need I'm not going to get into the stats but you should know not all of them make it out negligence some of them go to these hospitals and they they don't make it back home and neither do their babies. And unfortunately, that's life. So the next time we speak, it's going to be about the solutions. This is Life with Lebang. CliffCentral.com.